right, so today is September 3rd, Saturday, of 2011, and uh, today's show is just solo, it's just me. Um, we're going to be covering news, and then we have an interview with Matt Thorson at the end, so I'll look forward to that. Um, the news will be short, interviews long, so yeah. Um, I'm Brett Hudson, a.k.a. BrettBoy129. Actually, I ditched that username this week, so yeah, um, and I'll be your host, and um, we're going to get started right after some music. So today we're starting off our show with some news, and um, this week there really wasn't any. Um, the Platform Expos, Platform 2012, the date was announced. Um, basically what it is, is it seems to be something kind of like the Game Developers Conference and stuff, but it looks more like for platforms like the iPhone and stuff. Um, it doesn't have a lot of information yet, but it's taking place the 17th and 18th of March uh, in 2012. That'll be right after I move to Japan, so you're gonna have to miss that. And um, you could, you could, you. It looks like you can buy tickets, but the button's kind of grayed out and doesn't do anything when you click it. So, yep, uh, it's gonna be taking place at the University of Hull campus. I believe that's over in the UK. And um, yeah, uh, we'll keep you up to date with that as more news comes out. <coughs> uh, next up. Uh, Blocks That Matters. Uh, it was a game created by, I believe, Notch and some other guy. Um, shoot, this news article doesn't have it in here. But anyway, uh, they won Microsoft's Dream Build Play competition. Uh, it's the fifth annual one. And um, it originated in 2007, and this is their fifth one. And uh, congratulations to Block That Matters. They uh, won the grand prize of $40,000, and then Solar 2 won the first prize of $20,000, and the Artful Action Adventure title, TIC Part 1, won the $10,000 second prize, and then a RPG slash rhythm game uh, won $5,000 for the third prize, so congrats to all you winners. And then, like I said, news is really short this week, so we're already done. So we are going to do a quick music break, and then we're going to go over to our interview. With us today, we have Matt Thorson. He is an indie developer that's created many titles, including Give Up Robot, Give Up Robot 2, and Fat Wizard, all being published with Adult Swim games. Um, so Matt, is Thor your father? Uh, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> There's uh, actually like a family story that uh, my grandparents were thinking of naming my dad Thor, but didn't pan out. Thor Thorson? Yeah, would be epic. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> All your latest work has been published through Adult Swim Games. Are you planning on continuing to publish with them? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now I'm actually not working on another Flash game, but... Like, I, I always like to work with them again. They're awesome to work with, and I get to make free games, like, free for the player, but still get paid for it, so it's kind of a win-win. Have you ever seen the commercials for any of your games? Um, I, I don't believe that they air in Canada. Yeah, they don't, but they usually send me uh, YouTube videos and stuff of them, so I get to see them. Well, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, how does it feel seeing your creation turn into a commercial? <laughs> it's weird, for sure, because they don't, I don't know, like, making a game, you don't even think about how it'll look if you try to make a commercial for it, so. <laughs> so, uh, who contacted who? Did you contact Adult Swim, or did they come to you? Uh, yeah, when when I made Money Seas, I, uh, I was sort of shopping sponsors, and I showed it to Adult Swim, but they ended up turning it down. Uh, Edmund McMillan actually put me in contact with them, and then... When I made Give Up Robot, I was like, oh, I'll just give it another shot. So I showed them, and they wanted it at that time. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. How's Money Seas 2 coming along? Um, I actually haven't worked on it in a long time. It's it's a, uh, like, Winitron game, right? And it's it's oh. meant to be a two-player competitive game. I just haven't really had the right people around to, like, help me balance it and stuff. I see. It's it's pretty much done. It just needs balanced work to make it make sure it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're working with Noel Berry and the sprites, right? Yep. Yeah, he he drew them all at GDC, and they look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the game is easier or more difficult than the original? Probably easier. It's uh, because you don't really have to like beat a level to move on. It's the two-player aspect means there's mm-hmm. like a time limit and stuff, and it's ah. just like a competition to get coins. I see. So it's pr- it's probably easier. It's definitely a whole different thing, though. I see, yeah. I remember playing the first one and I got up to level 37 or something and I started getting really, really hard. <laughs> started getting carpal tunnel? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I found a few of the hidden levels and they are so insanely hard. They're, oh my god. They're like pixel perfect. <laughs> Your levels are so difficult. What process do you go through to come up with these levels? Usually when I start like a game like Money Seeds was first I would come up with the mechanics like the player mechanics Mm -hmm. and how how the player moved and stuff and then the first thing I wanted to do was design really hard levels so I I made like those end game levels pretty much not first but pretty early on and then Mm -hmm. my goal became to make the other levels that lead up to them smoothly (laughs) I see well I can say for sure that you definitely made some hard levels (laughs) Yeah, I think that's one of my hardest games. Yeah, my keyboard has gotten its fair share of abuse from your game. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Are you still including all the ideas that you wanted to put into Money Seas 2, or are you dropping some of them? Yeah, it was always meant to be just like a simple like two-player like race game sort of thing, like competitive thing where it's always trying to make it so every match is as close as possible and you're like shoving each other around and it's like really, <laughs> really fun multiplayer thing. Yeah, it, it was never meant to be complicated or big or anything, and it's not. It's There'll be quite a few levels, but the game just randomizes through them and just picks ones that it thinks you'll be able to do. <laughs> so, besides Money Seas 2, are you developing anything else? Yeah, I'm working on, like, a, I guess a downloadable game, like, not a Flash game. Alright. Um, yeah, it's going to be at least for Windows. We'll see. Hopefully I can get it on other stuff, too. Um... Yeah, there's not much to say about it yet. It is a platformer, though. What are you making the game in? Um, I'm sort of flip-flopping between C++ and uh, XNA. I'm just sort of trying to get a workflow going that works for me. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if you are about to break the news that you're making in Game Maker again. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Game Maker. Speaking of that, what originally got you into game development? Oh, um, well, I think I was about 14 when I downloaded Game Maker for the first time, and 
yeah, I just Googled Game Maker, and it was the first <laughs> result. I just really wanted to make games, I guess. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. It took me weeks to find Game Maker on Google. <laughs> I think I came across, like, I used RPG Maker first and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really happy with it because I didn't really want to make RPGs. I was just, <laughs> just using it because it was the best thing I could find. Yeah, oh. and then I just sort of made a bunch of shitty games until I started getting good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you have made a lot of good games with Game Maker. My personal favorite being an Untitled Story. Oh, thanks. How long did it take you to make that? Uh, I don't remember now. I think it was like two years, oh, two wow. or three years around there. <laughs> well, it definitely shows in your game that you put in a lot of work. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of work. It was it was interesting, because I was used to making my games and, like, just sitting down for, like, two weeks and just making the entire game, but mm-hmm. that, that one took a long time. Yeah. Since uh, moving on from Game Maker, what, el- what other creation tools and languages have you explored? Uh, well, I actually have a degree in computing science, so oh. I... Yeah, so I've learned a lot of programming languages. It's just a matter of finding ones that fit my development style, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not really a tech kind of guy. I don't like programming engines a lot, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I prefer languages like C Sharp or ActionScript that, Mm -hmm. like, with garbage collection, I don't have to worry about memory leaks and stuff like that. Uh Yeah, but it's always a balance with that against having the power to make what I want type thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm, I see. Do you use Flashpunk then? Oh, definitely, yeah. Flashpunk's awesome. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the best way to make games in Flash. I assume so, since you uh, work with Chevy Ray, but wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I actually helped design some of the original stuff in Flashpunk. Oh. I think it's been redesigned since, but from like the very first version, some of that was had my input. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, probably some of the stuff in version zero point eight seven, probably still yeah. had some of yours. I think the uh, the original alarm system was partly my idea, and the original input system, which I think Chevy's made a lot better since then, yeah. Um, your Ogmo editor has gotten a lot of attention, especially with the Flashpunk community. Uh, what are you planning on doing with the project? Uh, well, I actually open-sourced it pretty recently, but not much has been happening. Uh, when I have more time, I might do some updates. There's some features it really needs. It's really bad at tile maps, but... Mm-hmm. It's it's good at other things it does, but it's really bad at tile maps. <laughs> All right. So I'll have to fix that up sometime. Um, I don't really have any concrete plans for it. It'll stay free and open source forever, probably. If you ever get around to it, do you have any other features that you want to add? Um, just making tile maps better is the big one. Like, there's not much like, mm, yeah, pretty much tile maps just suck, and I want to make them better. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't really have any plans, but I'm sure I'll add other stuff. And it's open source, too, so other people can go onto GitHub and add stuff, and I can update it and put their changes in, if anyone wants to. I see. Upon looking at your forums, I noticed a category named an Untitled Story 2. Uh, it seems to be a community project. Are you supporting or helping out with the game at all? Uh, nope, not at all. I th- actually, I think it might be cancelled now. But um, really, it actually seemed like it might succeed for once. Yeah, they were working on it for a long time. It was it was cool to see. Like they were, it's cool to see people just doing stuff in the same style. Like they would go, like 
the development process for Intel's story is kind of backwards. Like, you draw <laughs> levels in MS Paint and stuff, so it's uh-huh. just kind of this weird way to make games. And so it was cool to see someone else try to copy it. I was keeping up to date with the project for a while, and I saw that they had just completely added another, like, dimension or something to your game. And like, uh, yeah. the game was, like, three times bigger. Yeah, they were adding a lot of screens. It's kind of depressing to see another community project go in the trash. Mm-hmm. Well, realistically, community projects almost never work. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's still... I bet they all learned a lot from doing it, so it's still cool. Um, even though your source code is uh, sometimes a bit of a mess, especially with the save file stuff, uh, there still is a lot that you can learn from it. Right, um, yeah. So, yeah, your source is very educational. It does a good job teaching uh, people some good techniques. Oh, thanks. I... That Gramma engine, too, that I made a long time ago. That, mm-hmm. That's... I made, like, that Grandma engine. It's, like... Yeah, it's basically a Game Maker platformer engine that just shows, like, how I did input and collisions and stuff. I see. Yeah. This is actually a question you've most likely never gotten asked before. Do you ever plan on porting any of your games, like an Untitled Story, to Xbox Live Indie Games or a similar service? Hmm. That's... That'd be interesting. It'd be a good way to just, if I want to do a quick project, I could port, like, the original Jumper, even. (laughs) That would take not very long. I haven't really thought about it just because I prefer to make new stuff. I'd rather be working on a new game than than an old one. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) That's all it really comes down to. Well, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Let's jump back to Fat Wizard. How is it working with the Flashpunk creator, Chevy Ray? It was awesome. We've been we've been friends for years, so we know each other pretty well, and I think our process was pretty smooth. Like at first, we were both just doing everything, and then we sort of settled into our roles, where I start, sort of became the designer, and he became like the artist, and then everything just sort of gelled and worked pretty good. Well, the final product definitely came out well. I really liked the kind of original thought with it where you click to shoot a fireball, you hold your mouse to do an ice attack, and then you drag it across the screen to do a lightning attack, which was a very, you know, fresh new mechanic, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... When Chevy Chevy had the original concept, and I I liked it when he first told me, so we just decided to run with it. It, uh... Yeah, it was cool to play around with something different like that, and something that wasn't a platformer, too. (laughs) Yeah, I bet that was a bit different for you. Yeah, especially because there's no level design. And level design is usually the center of my whole process. Like, everything in my games is usually just based on the levels. Mm-hmm. I work around them. Yeah, it's definitely a good skill to have because, in my opinion, a lot of game developers have lost their sense of level design. Yeah, or, there's there's sorry. definitely other ways to design, like, to design well with, like, procedural generation and stuff. But I just love making levels, so... <laughs> I think it'll always be a big part of my design process. You'll probably remember it. <laughs> Do you have any tips for aspiring game developers? Um, I think my biggest tip is just to make games. Like, don't worry about picking an engine or, or anything. Like, just pick whatever works best for you and just make games until you get good at it. Because when you first start, you're probably going to be bad at it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty that's much true. It's just like practice makes perfect, right? Just make stuff and release it even if it sucks and then make something new release it like just keep going yeah yep 
it's very true. Yeah, I know a lot of, well, not a lot, but I know of people who just don't, they never release what they make, and they, and because of that, they never really finish it. And I think, I think releasing it forces you to get better, because then people are, there's always going to be jerks on the internet, and there's always going to be people who just aren't afraid to point out the flaws without sugarcoating it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll you'll get your feelings hurt, but it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be good in the long run. Jeez, it almost sounds like you're picking on me because I'm usually the guy that starts project with, oh, this is a great idea, and then after a while I get bored, and then let's <laughs> another project. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure why I always finished my games like. Usually how it'll work for me is I'll start, like, four games, and then three of them will just die, and one of them will get finished, and then I'll start four new ones and keep doing that. Um, and, like, the one that survives just sort of consumes all the ideas from the other ones. Oh. But I, I always end up finishing one of them, usually. I can't think of a time where, like, I guess back when I started, I did, did have a, a lot of abandoned games. It's just a skill you learn, I guess, to finish your stuff. Huh, I see. It'd be kind of interesting to see you go back and start up some of these old projects. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that would be weird. I, I don't even have, like, the source code for most of them, but I can remember a lot of them. Do you want to share some of your old ideas? Um, I think right after the first jumper, I had an idea for a game where you were kind of this little ghost guy who could teleport it was a platformer, mm-hmm. and then you could at any time teleport, like, it was like 64 pixels to the right or left or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, too hard to judge how far you'd go when you teleport and stuff like that, I see. and I couldn't think of enough cool stuff to do with the mechanic. I had, before the original Jumper, I had Stickman Escape 3, <laughs> <laughs> I had this series of games called Stickman Escape, which were just, like had the buggiest physics ever, and they were kind of like mini Metroidvanias. Uh-huh. Uh, Stickman Escape 3 was me pretty much realizing you could use gamepads in Game Maker, so it was like you had to use a gamepad, and I was just trying to make it feel like Super Metroid as much as I could, even though it still kind of uh-huh. didn't, but yeah. And then it just got so complicated, and then all of a sudden I was like, I'm just going to make this other game, and I made Jumper, and it was like the simplest game ever, so I just ditched <laughs> Stickman <laughs> Escape 3. Uh, I've had lots of other ones since then too I I almost made like a tank RPG where it was like tank combat but you leveled up and stuff and found items (laughs) I see yeah alright so I saw a picture of you online with a GDC necklace thing Uh, so I'm guessing you were at GDC then Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely was what were you doing there did you have a booth or anything Oh, no, no booth. I just hung out with indie developers pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure because I, I went saw, to... like, an official, like, necklace thing with the little clip at the end, so I wasn't quite sure. Oh, it's, it's just for, like, if you're attending, like, if you have a ticket, they give you one of those. Ah, I see. And I, like, went to the Indie Games Summit and the Indie Games Festival, stuff like that. Ah, so did you see any cool stuff there? Yeah, it was just sweet to meet other indie developers, right? Like, it's just really inspiring to be around people who are so passionate about games <laughs> and making making indie games. Where was the GDC held again? Was it Seattle? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know where I got Seattle from. Hmm. 
close. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and just like that, that's the end of our interview. Uh, thanks so much, Matt, for being on the radio with us. Pretty amazing experience. Yeah, no problem. It's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we'll see you around. So that was broadcast 13 of Indie Function Radio. Uh, today was September 3rd, 2011, and uh, it was hosted by me, Brett Hudson. Um, the recording will be recorded with Audacity, and also edited with Audacity. Uh, music is all from Newgrounds, coming from Nemesis Theory, Toy Robot Chicken, um, uh, The Funk, and Honk Master. Uh, we hope that you had uh, fun listening to our broadcast and that you will have a great weekend. Also, make sure to check out our magazine tomorrow, which will feature particle tutorials, um, the interview with Matt Thorson in written text, just in case you want to read over some of it, and a bunch more uh, fun content. So we hope that you have a good weekend, and uh, enjoy it. Have fun developing. <laughs>